0: Hello, and welcome to 10 Very Big Books, a Malazan read-through podcast. My name is Peter Bond, and I've read each book in the main series. However, my two co-hosts are reading the series for the first time. With me today is my friend and closest confidant, a very sleepy India Jones. I am sleepy, but I am always excited. And from the Weasel Clan, there's also Josh Baker here. It's pronounced (laughs) Weasel. Uh, I... You know, I know we have a whole pronunciation nation thing going on, but I'm going to stand by Weasel on that one. Well, You're you can stand in a...
1: your ignorance, Peter, and that's fine. With
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> Today on the podcast, we are reading Deadhouse Gates chapters 9 and 10. And um I, I enjoyed these chapters uh, to a different degree, and we can get into it later, but something I kind of liked about them was, and you know, usually chapters are split around so many different POV characters, but... For the most part, you know, chapter 9 was about and chapter 10 is about Diker and you know, there's a a, bi- a bit in uh, a bit with Felician at the end of chapter 9, but I felt like it was more focused on the one storyline. How how did that kind of change hit either of you?
2: Um uh. well, if it were focused on people that I enjoyed reading about, I would have liked it, <laughs> but because I really am not into Diker. chapter 10 was the worst and kalam's kind of funny so i didn't mind chapter nine and that actually was a pretty interesting chapter so i liked chapter nine
0: mm-hmm.
1: i'm gonna be real so, with you i actually didn't even notice that it was only about you? like one person at a time
3: are you no, really? kidding
1: yeah I, I mean he said it and i was like no there were
0: and i'm looking now
1: and it's like no it is just those so yeah
0: i mean i mean i feel like if you look back at like chapter six it's like there, you know it's like oh boom, no you're a
1: hundred percent yeah well, we've had yeah. some groups that we were getting multiple POVs from kind of, you know, condense.
0: Yeah, well, especially sometimes, you know, groups have multiple narrators within it. So yes. it's like you're jumping around between different people in one set setting. Hmm. Alrighty, well, let's jump further into the details and uh, let's get into chapter nine. <clears throat>
1: Ooh. Uh, sorry, that was a... That
0: was a- Ooh, that, ho- that coffee's hot voice. No, let's just get as many sizes in the uh, as we can. Get. Is it morning or something? Uh, <laughs> no, amazing. I need a smoke
1: warm up, so I've got some mad. Uh, uh, AJ, you can keep that in there somewhere if you want, bud.
0: Well, we're trying to get as many whales into the show as we can. Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> Chapter 9. Kalam is crossing the... Oh, <laughs> oh boy, that was quick. just <laughs> it's, it's a heck of a name. Chapter 9 Kalam is crossing the Orbel Odan. In the desert, he finds the trail of Malazan refugees. He leaves the wagon and searches for them. However, he meets bandits. Kalam poses as part of the Rebellion. Together with the bandits, they speak of gistol, Coltane, and the state of the rebellion. They ride together to hunt down the refugees. They find the Malazan camp set up, and the bandits spread out to attack. Kalam kills the bandit leader, and the Malazan kills the other bandits. The refugees are led by Captain Kenneb, his wife and two children, and his sister-in-law, Manella. Kenneb questions him to why he is in the desert. Both soldiers speak about what led them there. They agree to travel to Aaron together. Kalam and Manala go off and kill the remaining bandits. They make camp and speak to the children about violence and soldiering. They also speak of the renegade fist Corbalo Dom, who has joined the rebellion. And then they ride for Aaron. Felician and Hoboric think the warren was recently flooded. Then Talani Mass arrive. Hentos Ilm a bonecaster and their leader, explains they are searching for a renegade kin. She explains there within crawled Emerlane, the Tisty Eater's Warren, the Elder Warren of Shadow. It was the Tisty Eater's Warren before Shadow Throne and Cotillion gained control. They speak of Aboric's hands, the mysterious power that is imbued in him and his strange connection to Finir. A storm approaches wounding the Warren. Lagana Breed, a clanless Talani mass, offers their life, but not before giving Stormy his flint sword. The Talani mass disappears, including Lagana Breed, who takes a head from the Tisty Andy with them. Finally, Felician finds Bowden at the bow of the ship. The two speak briefly of the Talani mass, but then of Felician's own self. Alrighty, India, we catch up with Kalam in the desert, and he finds these Malazan refugees. But first, he lies on his feet, blends it with these bandits. We got a whole saga, and he really, you know, murder, 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 talk, 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 a whole whole chunk of meat. What do you you think?
2: I, when I started this, I forgot that I actually did like this chapter. Um, Like I said, I liked it, but, like, I actually really liked it. Kalam is hilarious. I love when he kind of realizes that they're, because they lied too, I feel, right? They said that they were just rebels, I guess, but they were really like,
0: oh yeah, ki- they're just like
2: bandits and just killing people and stealing all yeah, their they're, shit, they're
0: which is, yeah, yeah, they're they, not fighting against the Malazans. They're just genuinely are
2: just shitty and um then they like try to threaten kalam a little bit and then he literally shuts it down so fast they had yeah. no idea what they were getting into when they started with he, him he
0: has no time for their dance.
2: he yet. literally and then they're like oh what Us? Oh, no kidding love you let's let's go let's just go actually let's let's go so i really like how he kind of, he you know joins them and plays them and then kills them violently to save the
0: i totally agree and i know it's like the captain not the captain, um the bandit leader. I forget mm. his name. But the bandit leader is particularly loathsome and makes some pretty terrible remarks and I enjoy <laughs> his demise and it uh quite satisfying satisfying. it
2: was um and then just a question just to make sure i'm right um the malazan people the refugee people they set up the camp to like ambush people that try to kill them
0: yeah it was like it was like a trap camp
2: that was pretty uh pretty ballsy considering they have two small children and like three adults well, I think
0: the bandits say that they robbed them earlier in the day, so maybe they like knew that they could return.
2: Now, but... it w- okay. <clears throat>
1: now, something that's unclear to me is I feel like that's actually a lie from them because mm. later he finds out from the mm. refugees that their entire thing was like demolished by an army, right? Oh yeah. So, but now it was is so. But now we have the refugees that are alive, and then the caravan that was attacked. Do we think that that's the big caravan, or is that probably like a small caravan that survived the initial attack? Maybe but then got hit by these bandits i don't know if it's clear uh, in the books honestly
0: what do you mean by the big caravan caravan well there was a
1: huge amount of them leaving from a city they said um, yeah right uh correct which, yeah so what like does that like did that big caravan is that the same one that kalam first comes across
0: mm, i think no i think by the time uh, the city was Orbal and the i think those refugees had already thinned and maybe it was just like they're that's you know, that's what I was wondering okay that makes more yeah, sense yeah i think by the time they find those things it's cuz i imagine more than just like i don't know the five of them yeah mm, okay had made it that far Anyway, Josh, what did you think of this? Uh, I, I we kind of got into the, the the math of it all.
1: Uh, well, I mean, anytime I get to read about some dude uh, murdering nine people in like less than two minutes, it's uh it's it makes for some pretty intense reading. And I do want to say shouts out to my boy Erickson because uh, I I've read some scenes like this where it's utterly dull and I I do not yeah. like it. And this one was like the pacing was really good. It did I think it did a good job of showing that like Kalam is not unbeatable but like he does mention like, there's a couple times that like even yeah, yeah, like hit, and if it was like if it was a good hit whole whole book changes so. and i
0: like that when he when kalam and manala fight those like the second half of the bandits he's like man if that was on a different day i like could have straight up died yeah you know, it's like he's thinking about it, you know
1: mm-hmm. awesome manala's oh. like huh those horses huh guess that's wild i was <laughs> like yeah Real. Man, I love Almost that like I is... was hungry.
0: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. I just love that the horse talk continues. Do you know what I mean? Just every yeah, horses, horses in this
1: book are the real story. Yeah.
2: Yeah, we're just not paying attention. Wiccan,
0: Azath, Felison, none of it matters. Shapeshifters, they're gone. Horses only on Seven Cities.
2: Mm. Wait, but we can just uh confirm really quick apt. Update those horses and those men. Correct.
0: Yes. Oh, that's I. I think that's so funny.
1: <laughs> you, you know, <laughs> the, so you know, terrible. App says he's pining for some equinin. Oh God, Ooh. that was uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Josh, you not fans I of that. No, I kind of. <laughs> um...
2: But that's really, uh, well, I like, I love Apt. He's just like in the shadows, taking names silently.
0: And then he's just eating the horses. He's living his best life, you know?
2: Uh, he is, and he deserves it. He's my favorite character so far.
0: <laughs> I want to learn more. I wish he could speak. Um, what you guys think of Captain Kenneb and uh, the other uh, the other new refugees?
2: Why did he pass out? Why, why does he have a head injury? What happened?
0: Well, he got hurt.
1: Um,
2: when?
0: When? Before we
1: met him. Oh, yeah. oh, yes. oh, oh! Like okay. just kind of chased before.
0: across the desert, like like so many, <laughs> so many people. <laughs> like are so
2: paying. many tens of thousands. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. I was just curious. Uh. I like him. He he's in a shitty position, and I feel yeah. bad.
0: So Kalam in his cover is like, oh well, I'm going to Erin to go rejoin with everyone. You know, rejoin the army. Do you mm. remember this?
3: Yes. Mm. I, also, I also
1: just want to say, just so you can put this in here. Uh. I think Captain Keneb's a sub, right? It definitely feels like it. You think he's a sub? Yeah. I mean Manala is is textbook dom, so. And that's yeah, not but even Manala's- his wife, that's his sister in law, I'm aware, but I'm not I'm liking where, where d- this
2: is going.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna go with Manala is maybe you know what I Josh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop <laughs> out of this pool. You know, I got nothing to say. <laughs> okay.
2: Oh. <laughs> no, I remember Peter. I remember because they were like, that's three months away.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Phew! I thought I thought Indy was gonna drag us back into this this subdom <laughs> I did too.
1: I was like, "Let's go!" I'm so hyped.
0: <laughs> Although Josh, if you want to just start calling out every new character we meet, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so down with that. Dom, yeah, that'd be a bold direction to take the podcast in. You know, uh,
1: man, that'd be it'd be an interesting mix here.
0: So AJ, feel free to cut this. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Then when I just start labeling them subs and dumb, people can be like, "What happened? Why did Josh start this?"
2: This turned left. The Patreon. I really enjoyed
0: (laughs) the deleted scenes for the blooper reel. I really enjoyed the conversation at the end of the Kalam section around the campfire with him, K'neb, and the children. And you know, I wrote down this quote that um, Kalam says uh, that fighting is for people who fail at everything else. And it's during this conversation where he's talking to the children about what they want to do. And then they start talking about the difference between fighting and soldiering. And, um, you know, I think the books are very reflective about violence and um, on a personal level, but also in how it works in the society and through military. And I just enjoyed that conversation and kind of having it be spoken about around the campfire. I I appreciate that. Did uh, either of you uh, take anything away from that?
2: I thought it was kind of sad in a way that the kids already are like, we definitely yeah, want to be fighters. We need to be fighters. Like
0: Fighting's cool.
2: Yeah, like they don't realize another option or maybe they're not even thinking there are other options for themselves, um, which I thought was... I think it's good that Kalam was like, no, guys, this is not the way you need to go. You- yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, it's like clearly they're informed by their situation, their children, and now here they are in the desert after they've been chased out. you know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. Mm. But I'm glad that this is his his new crew. He, You know, I didn't think of Kalam as a very, um, like, I don't know the word, a family man, I guess. But he's taken mm-hmm. on this whole family to, I don't know why. It seems like it's going to be interesting. Yeah. No. Unless they um, all die, then it'll be sad. Do you
0: think they're? Do you think they'll burden Kalam on his journey across the the, the desert?
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> it, aren't they like the kids, like five and seven, on their own horse? I'm like, what? How?
0: Uh, I forget their exact age, but they're definitely young. Yeah.
2: Yeah. There's
1: they're no def, way. They're definitely gonna be a burden.
2: Or maybe hmm. they'll, like, somehow save the day Some for some reason. I don't know. Why I else? guess we'll see now. Why anyone? else are they relevant? They're they either... Uh, I don't know. Or maybe they're not. This book is, is notorious for the... Let me introduce you to a character
0: who's going to die in 10 minutes. Yeah, that would um, shock me. Josh, so... Let's 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 ta- let's take a pivot into this mysterious flooded Warren that in this chapter we oh, learn yeah. is the Tisty Eaters Warren, the Elder Warren, Crawled a Merlin, or how the names a the names a mystery to me. Yes. Um, the Warren, Elder Warren, Shadow, and uh, you know, these Talani Mass show up. We talk about who's on the boat and a lot of a lot of stuff going on. What'd you make of these Talani Mass and their mysterious arrival? Don't fucking know.
1: It's so fucking dense and complicated. Like. Like I have a million and one questions about the literally like six pages that were dead, that were given to this plot point.
0: So like, sure. number one, why did they show up
1: right
2: out of the why? dirt, two, no less?
1: Two,
0: and they weren't. They, 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 the dirt was there. The, what do you mean, judge?
1: Why did they show up? Number two, why were the other Talani masks here before? I think they were Talonai Mass in there. Yeah, and they're dead now. Oh, well, uh, they're
0: sur- they were searching for their kin. So yes. Talonai Mass had been here Oh, uh, okay.
1: Yeah. Three. What? The the <laughs> kin. tisty the tisty eaters warrants The same as the one that Shadowthorn and Cantillion have. How do you even let? Your warren get taken. Also, lots more questions. Um, what's his face? Culp uses this one? Culp no, uses no. this Culp warren?
0: uses the the Menias Warren. Okay. Which is like the, I didn't the, think
1: he uses, but they said something like about we're in your Warren, and I was very mm, confused by that statement. Mm. I was like, Is this Culp's Warren? That makes mm. no sense.
0: No, so he like uses this like illusionist. He, warren uh, he used at, one that had like, it's like,
1: like it, sorry, go ahead.
0: I think it's the full name is like many Sashaan, but it's like it's it's a Warren and this is an elder Warren so this is like a human can't access this warren Mm -hmm. for the most part so it's like the warren he's accessing is like a child of this warren ah
1: okay that okay that cleared up a lot for me um yeah I mean I thought it was interesting enough and I was surprised that the Talani mask didn't just murder them all but also like they did a whole bunch of weird shit and like They're so vague and ethereal and above everyone that I'm like, can you give me any explanation of what's (laughs) happening, please and thank you. I understand you're ageless monster beasts, but like, we mortals would love some info. Um,
0: Yeah, put me in the loop, But also,
1: I did read the sentence, great pain, how long, forever. I read it like four times and had to just like put the book down. It was like, this got heavy so fast
0: with this Lagana breed guy. Yeah,
1: it that fucked yeah. me
0: up. Bearing the bearing the burden. Yeah, it was. Andy, anyway, what did you think of the Talani mass arrival? Do you have any more clues than Josh does? He seems to have more uh, questions than clues.
2: You know me; I always have clues.
0: Yeah, look, key me in. What's going uh, on? Tell me the secrets. Well,
2: they they're looking for their renegade kin, and
0: that's for sure.
2: And they took a head. They took that, a head.
0: It, they did take a head. So any I thoughts about what? What what that's about?
2: I think they're gonna use that head to find mm. their kin. Mm. You see, because it only makes sense. No, I really honestly have no idea. That whole that whole scene made zero sense. Um, I think the, my favorite parts were just when Felison would just start laughing at them <laughs> because yeah. she was just
0: she's so, so insane
2: like, over no. the situation that she. And then they're they're like, stop laughing, Felice! Like, shut up, because she's Yo, just so my done.
0: Favorite part of Felicen in that whole chapter. Uh, is like it is just primo Felicin. Angst. She walk. She walks up to like Boden's at the end, and he's like kind of not been paying attention. He's just stood off to the side, and like her- I forget the exact line, but her thought is like, he probably do- he probably doesn't even understand or care about this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god, how does she so? How does she not realize he's like probably the best of all of them? Like oh my god, clues are so all there, Felicin.
2: But if we could just um, go back to like the part where I don't know they gave stormy
0: storm stormy yes. yeah they gave the, the stormy the Gana breed gave stormy his sword yeah you Which know,
1: was, that's- and he straight called out gessler he was like he, he said some shit about him not being like worthy for the sword or something i was like ah that's yeah. cold
2: it was a four foot long sword yeah
0: yeah and it's like made of flint
2: i didn't under and then who's the one who he- and then he spoke to stormy and that's when he said like Great pain. He says, <laughs> Gessler,
1: Gessler says, Oh no, I know what it was. He said, uh, Gessler offers his soul to the bridge, to, to bridge the thing and Hentos Ilm states just the word insufficient. Ah, oh, so good.
2: And then my thing is like, first of all, why is it a warren filled with water and why is there a boat in it? Weird. That just makes no sense. Where are you going? How is it moving? I, it just doesn't, I don't understand it, but I don't really, that's, that's in, in like irrelevant to me. Why would they leave them there? What are they, why are they in there? And they're literally sitting ducks. Like what, how, how are they getting out of this? That's those are my thoughts.
1: I don't think we know yet. I, I have no yeah.
0: clue.
2: Yeah. Because like, what are they? What are they doing? How is this a plot with them sitting in a warren that they can't get well, out? of? Well, they got pulled in into,
0: a... into it by that insane mage who was driven insane by the old right. So it's not like that was a plan, right?
2: So is it, Are they there for a reason?
0: No. They're. Or are a they drift.
2: stuck there for a reason? Like, are th- <laughs> is are th- don't
0: We don't. We're, we're not even sure if they got out. in there,
1: right? They just were uh, escaping the other mage, and then they were in there. Yeah.
2: Yeah. The Talonai master bullies. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why they even bothered going in there. They're like, oh, we're just looking for someone. They're not here. Okay, well, uh, here's a sword. You're all doomed. Bye.
0: The, t- the Talani mass are bullies.
2: They are, especially the girl. Like, girl She's power, weird. but like, come on. Um. Yeah, that's all I got. I have no clues, man, Peter. If you think that we could get clues from that section, you have to be... It, it's spoken nah, by I someone kinda- who's read the books. I-
0: I just wanted to see what you had for you, you know. Unfortunately, but before we get before we get on to chapter ten, I did want to read the exact quote here. <clears throat> he was at his prow, his back at everything to everyone. She wondered at his indifference, lack of imagination. She concluded. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's just really, that's, that's Primo.
2: And then what is he like questions her entire being at the end? And yeah, she's yeah, just yeah. like, uh, <laughs> I have she's like I'm going to have a romance. I don't
0: even know what you're talking about. Yeah. Alrighty. Let's, uh, let's hear about this battle.
2: Uh, oh God, I'm not. Chapter freaking 10.
0: Chapter 10. Diker trails Coltane. The Wiccan and the Malazan have made camp near the Sakala River, refugees in tow. On the outskirts of the camp, Diker dodges crossbow fire and meets Captain Lull. The Weasel Clan's leader, Captain Lull, guides Diker to the War Council. Bolt, Coltane, and the other leaders debate and discuss the order in which they will cross the river. Wagons, wounded, livestock, and finally, the Malazan refugees. Noble Malazans arrive to complain and are quickly dismissed. The warlock Sormo Enap speaks of using the ancient spirits of the land. The Warrens have become dangerous to use because of the soul taken and divers crossing the continent. Without them, Kamist Relo is a weaker commander. Dyker travels with Corporal List. The land spirits have woken and a child warlock Nether escorts them to a vantage point to view the crossing. The livestock soon finish crossing the river. Nether's twin, another child warlock named Nil, summons the skeletal remains of local tribespeople. people. Sialk and Hissar's soldiers are striking the rear and Coltane rides against them. Diker and the refugees cross the river on a stone pathway that was constructed. Then, as the rebel peasant army rides after them, sappers detonate and destroy the bridge. They set up fortifications on the other side of the bridge and regain their footing. The Redblade Captain and many Sea Elf Marines died in the battle. Kamist Relo is delayed by a ten day. However, Ubaradad has fallen, and they must now ride for the High Fist Pormqual and Eren. Nether Nil and Sormo Enath invite Diker to witness their ritual. They summon the Semkh Ascendant that has been tracked by jagged magic. They kill it and sacrifice its power to the land spirits of seven cities. The Semkh mourn and the Wiccans celebrate. Afterwards, the noble plead with Diker, but the historian walks away to join Coltane and the Wiccans. Josh, I'm coming to you.
1: Can I get more coffee? I
2: just ran out.
0: Oh, my Christ. Go. Kids these days.
2: This chapter is like thick pudding. It looks good but when you taste it, it's just too much.
0: What's too much about it?
2: The detail, the characters. Why do we need to be... Like, why do I have to learn about 10 new characters? Granted, I like those little magic
0: children. I like them too. Nether and Nil?
2: Yeah, yeah. But they must be really old.
0: That's uh... (laughs) a... It's a unique quirk they have as children.
2: Where is, uh, speaking of olds that are young, who's the person that died that is a child? Is she ever coming back?
0: Pattersail? Yeah. Well, she, she, she's on Ganabacus with the uh, Rivi. Yeah. So.
2: Where is that? What was even the a, point no, of that? What was even the point of that? Why did that even happen?
0: It definitely comes up again, so.
2: In, like, the next five books?
0: Yes, yeah, somewhere in the next eight books, it'll definitely come up. She's going
2: to come back a full-grown woman. We're going to forget that I even heard about her. Oh, tis the life.
0: All right. alrighty. where were we? you are thrown it to me. Indeed. <sighs> okay. So, Josh, while you were getting coffee, India described this chapter as like thick pudding. Oh, Perhaps it looked good, but as you got into it, it was just a little too much. What did you think of this battle and the many details that we learn in it? I would say, in my
1: opinion, that it was more to me like a very thick stew.
0: Okay, we'll clarify the metaphor. So I would say that when I
1: look at stews and I see all these bits and all and, you know, it's just thick and two C's. I, I don't think it looks appetizing to me, but then I dip in, and I get, I just, I supple that warm broth, and it brings me right in, you know. And I think that's how it was for me. I was like, this is a lot to take in. I don't know if I'm, and then I was super duper into it, just getting all mm. those carrot chunks,
0: a little bit of beef mm. every now and then.
2: That's mm. right. pretty
0: good. All right. I'm, I'm gonna take a chance on a food metaphor. I'm gonna go. It's like a long, long taffy. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> At first, I'm like, "Huh? Well, I guess this is all right. I, this tastes good." And then I just, you know, it just keeps coming and it just keeps coming. It doesn't stop. Do you know what I mean I'm just like, "Taffy, taffy, taffy"? You know, it's just like I'm imagining one of those uh, bubble gum by the foot, foot, foot. I forget the name of them. But, uh, foot. uh, uh shit! Bubble tape. The foot. bubble tape. Bubble tape. I, n- bubble bubble tape wrap. Tape, just bubble tape. That's all it was. laughing. tape by their foot. Laugh? Not what? La- airheads. Nerd anyway. Rope. So. Oh yeah, nerds rope. <laughs> But you get what I mean. Like I just I just felt like I, I became absorbed in it and the battle was it was so long and we just kept going and going. So I, I appreciated the battle, but um I do understand there. There is a fair amount of detail, and um, yeah, we are we do sometimes get into it. Yeah, Josh, what did it. you think of uh, the new Warlock children we meet? We now have a whole cadre of them.
1: Yes, oh, I love that word. Um, so it's a
0: great word. I only use it because of this book. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I, I here's another one I've read that uses it like all the time. Uh, I'll say, um, it's in some ways it's like pretty cool. And in others it's child soldiers and that's not great. Yes. Yeah, so they're making some choices. I have a lot of questions on like the physical lifespan of these bodies, you know? Mm. Like I understand that the minds in them are already fully grown but like like are these are these children's bodies going to grow into adult bodies? And if that's the case, like, at the end of that life is the warlock going to supplant his consciousness again? Like, is it, like, what is this?
0: Well, I don't think it's their consciousness I don't know how much is their consciousness, but I know it's like after all the, the warlocks were killed the ravens, like, brought their power, so mm. I don't know how much of it was their consciousness Interesting. Well.
1: I assumed it. Okay, that's interesting then.
0: I'm not 100% on it, to be honest okay. so I'd actually love some clarification, but okay. definitely their power and And I do think some of their identity was brought to them.
1: Um, (laughs) Nether, it was kind of chilling in some ways, but she was very powerful. Nil is my guy. Nil's just Mm. like, all right, y'all, time for me to do cool magic shit. I hope you're ready. Here's some skeleton people who are kind of fucking me up right now as I'm looking into the past. I I was a little worried for him.
0: I love how he's just like, let's get these skeletons going. And then he raises them up, and he's like, whoa, whoa, well, wait a second. Oh, I
1: did not mean this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that oh, was in this India. A,
0: this is a darker scene than I thought. It India, quite, I don't know,
1: because I had to reread quite it. Quite dark. But um, I, think, I think last week we were having a big discussion on why Coltine and his people uh preferred Malazan rule. Do you remember we talked about that? Because you were
0: confused because
1: they were originally Yeah, rebels. we were
0: clarifying the Wiccan yeah. stuff. Yeah.
1: There is a great three sentences in this chapter. Um, so those- I don't know if you caught it with the audiobook, but those skeletons were- actually like,
2: like, past Wiccans or something?
1: Kind of. I think it's more that, like, like, Diker's like, why are they doing this? And Nil's kind of like, this is literally, like, what we did. And it was this endless cycle of we kill their people, they kill our people over and over. But we're all yeah. the same people. And it was just, like, you know, maddening. And then the Malazans were like, fucking quit it. Like- Or it's more like the Malizanes gave them a reason to unite, and since that time they united, they've managed to stay united, and they're like, we will do whatever it is to not return to literally killing our kin. Yeah, which was pretty pretty wild.
2: It was a pretty wild scene with the mom stabbing all the kids.
0: Yeah, that was that was yeah. fucked. Yeah, dark stuff. Yeah. for sure. Um, kind of an eternal torment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they cross the river and they explode the bridge. What you think of uh, once kind of the whole battle happens and they abscond across the river? End, uh were you caught up in too much of the detail or or were you kind of just waiting for it to be over?
2: Um, I just was con. Used, I thought that the Red mm. Blade people were on their side. They, sure. are, they
0: are on their side. So
2: then, why did they blow up the bridge?
0: Oh, it was like a well, because okay. it was okay. a strategic. Well, like, I got, oh, the I, enemy. The enemy. Oh, Josh, I'm gonna go for it.
1: Okay, so the Red Blades did not blow up the bridge. Oh, okay. So, oh. what happened oh. was there's like an engineering corps right in the current Malazan army slash refugee train. So, like, there's like yes. 12 guys who are the engineers. They built the road so that. The Malazan could get over, uh-huh. and then they exploded the road at the peak of the enemy being on it, so that they oh. get swept away by the explosion and by the river.
2: You see, okay, because th- I thought that they only got halfway over, and then somebody no. exploded it, but then all the bad people died, and I was like, oh well, that was convenient. No, they, guess- they waited
1: until the, la- <laughs> yes, the last people was- to get over were like Diker and the last yeah, yeah. the
2: Most refugees. Yeah, the the
1: refugees were gone for a while. It was a
0: long con, yeah.
1: I do want to say, it was... For someone as smart as Diker, there were some real heavy-handed hints thrown his way that they were definitely... Like, I didn't foresee a road being built, but when they're like, there's wagons and wagons of stone, I assumed they were going to try and dam the river and then, again, explode it, because we've seen that they have explosions, usually. That was my thought. I thought they were going to dam it and then explode it. I did not expect a whole road, which... Also made sense,
2: I suppose. Yeah, they have a lot of injured people with them, yes. like a lot. Naturally, and it just seems like a whole shit show. Coltane's keeping his shit together fairly
0: well. I know we're gonna get to it later because Diker talks to them at uh, t- talks to them at the end. But I do want to shout out the two nobles oh, w- who are oh. incredible. Oh. They are incredible, and I have so much, you know, so much admiration for them. We are in two
1: different worlds. I was planning on ending this recording session by screaming, eat the rich, because I'm done with the two of those. I mean, the one guy's (laughs) kind of cool, but the other nobles we meet are all fuckheads.
0: Well, Josh, let me clarify. They're definitely fuckheads, but here's what I mean. They are incredible because they are just, like, blinded by their own wealth and just so out of touch in an incredible way. You know, yes. it's like, yeah. it, like, literally, they just crossed the whole thing. Hundreds of soldiers die, huge battle, and then they're like, yo, Diker, our servants, they are they are having a tough time. I need you to help Fuck us out. Fuck that man. Oh, I was so done with them. <laughs> oh, my God. And he's he just, just like... I, I the have gall, to know. The gall of those. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Um, and then we also see uh, the, the, there's Warren talk, and there's this whole Semk god. Inge, what you find about all this, and, and the talk of the magic that's kind of been constructed here on Seven Cities.
2: I So that's at, like, the end, right? When yes. they, yeah. So let's talk through this. They somehow trapped an ascendant.
1: So the, I correct.
0: think the Jaghuts did.
2: The jagged did. The Jaghut trapped the Ascendant to current. Like, it's currently there until it's dead, correct?
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah, but the, like this was ancient times in which they trapped the asc- Ascendant.
2: Right, and it's just been pouring, like, growing magic in the area because of the, all the spirits around it. Like, what? how, who did that? And Okay,
1: uh, I think, okay, so I think it's more like, the Semk people are from not quite here, but close enough, right? And they draw yes. power from this Ascendant who funnels the power in such a way that a lot of them die.
2: I thought that's like, wait, it's how like do they tr- draw power? I thought the Ascendant takes the power from them.
1: No, the Ascendant is like their god and them them worshipping him gives him power, I think. I think to be an Ascendant, you kind of have to have people worshipping you. Because remember, Fair. Kroll in the last book didn't have anyone worship anymore, so he was kind of w- losing power. Even though he was an elder god, but anyway, so, like, they are worshipping him, which gives him power, but then he gives some of that power back to individuals to, like, have mages, right? Right. And I think it sounds like he would have been an incredibly powerful ascendant who probably would would have manifested in the physical realm, and so the Jag huts were like, we need to contain him. And even while being contained, he was able to do a lot of shit. And the spirits of the land had nothing to do with him. It was all to do with, like, Sormo Enak and the other warlocks, because they were using the spirits of the land instead of their warrens, because the warrens currently are infested with the shape-shifting people. The divers. Yes, the divers. And so... I think that there were just so many spirits who had been awoken, kind of, by the the warlocks on the Malazan side. That they were like, uh, they and then the these Ascendant's power was now in this area because of all his followers there, and so that's why they all kind of met up and just devoured it. And I think the warlocks led them to the Ascendant.
2: That's kind of sad.
1: Yeah, in some ways, it's real fucked up. And it also kind of sounds like perhaps all of the mages of the Ascendant will die, maybe. Or are horrifically, Ooh. like, hurt or something. It's not a super elaborated upon.
0: I did find it sad, and I, I appreciate the passages where Diker's talking about mourning and how mourning yes. kind of is oh, a universal that, that was, thing. Like, and you can hear the simp wailing, you know? Yeah. And, it's some yeah, fucked up shit. You don't need religion to channel it, necessarily.
1: Oh, and then we hear that the and, Wiccans literally have been told they're not allowed to mourn until their march is done.
0: Yeah, mm. that's fair. And also, I totally zoned out during your whole explanation. So, if it was right, if it was wrong, who knows? Uh, that's a matter for the correction section. Works for me. Um, I'm going to assume it was right, though. So, I think I I'm going to put was. those good vibes out there. It sounded Thank you. right. Yeah, we're almost at the end there, but uh, uh the, we find out that Ubaradad has fallen, and they have to go even further across. Overland to the city of Aaron.
2: We're all coming together. We are all coming together.
0: That's right. Either you got any big thoughts about this uh, this desert journey we're going on now that uh, it's got it's been extended?
1: Oh, I have a thought. Yeah. It's not gonna end well. Why do you think that? Well, I mean, okay, I'll say this. So far, Erickson has has subverted many expectations, but like, I mean, what are the odds they get to Aaron and Aaron has still held and not fallen? You know what I mean? Mm. Like, I, I mean, like, in a lot of fantasy books, that is the that is what the final conflict would be, would be they get to the, the final city and it's been taken and they have, to you know, like, but I, I truly don't see with all these armies supposedly existing, like, how would Aaron survive the next three months on its own, like, cut off from Malazan? Unless,
0: unless Malazan, unless the Empress
1: sends reinforcements. Yeah. So I don't know.
0: but Well, I guess we're gonna have to find out yeah. now, aren't we? Yeah.
1: And also, it's gonna be like, there's gonna be a lot of desert probably, so they'll probably die there desert 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 uh, also india i on slide 139 of the the companion guide we use there is a handy dandy map uh yeah, shout out yeah shout out uh son animander right so so in this powerpoint there's a slide with a map and it is the first time since in these 10 chapters that i have had any idea where the character are so oh. i now have a so much better understanding of like the relationship ge- geographically of where they are because for a while i really thought that the uh mappo and and crocus and all them i actually mm-hmm. really thought they were close to like both kalam and the, the um
0: oh no, no no no
1: i now see they are super far away and kalam and them are also very far away from uh coltane and his army so this helps yeah a bunch. we're pretty spread yeah, out across the continent yeah
0: and then Felison and co.
1: I mean, I can't wait to see how Erickson somehow puts them all in the same spot in 18 chapters from now. I, I'm very impressed when he does it.
0: Yeah. As always, pretend very big books on Twitter and Gmail. Um, let us know what you think of the show and, uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> I gotta say, the early morning recording session went all right. I agree. Yeah. Also, Was that the end? Uh, sorry, I said, yeah. <laughs> uh, Inge, before we go, any big uh, hot takes going out? Any big predictions? Uh, we're about halfway through the book.
2: Um, um, We are going to start our next uh, scene three months later. Everyone's in Aaron, <gasps> and uh, I think that some chaos is going to happen. Yeah, that well, would be the plot chaos. twist of the
1: fucking century for me. If we just time
0: Ch- jumped. Chaos is going to happen. Well,
2: didn't we just time jump? Like tap
0: chapter. To- well, it's been like three months, yeah. It's been like deceptively shipping by. Yeah, that's true, yeah. it's true. It's so true. we're just
2: gonna time jump again to when everybody when everything's a little bit more You know what though? And I really, really hope that in those three months that like Felice and Haboric and them are still in that warren. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Maybe then they'll have figured out anything about the situation. Anything at all. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. Uh, Goodbye. See you soon. Uh,
3: bye. Bye, guys. Hello, everyone. Producer AJ here with some exciting numbers. As of recording this outro, every episode in season one has passed at least 1,000 listens, uh, which is just incredible. What's even more incredible is our total number of listens across all the episodes have now topped 16 16- thousand uh these numbers are bigger than we had ever imagined they would be and we will never be able to thank you enough for all of your support and your tweets and your emails and everything Uh, if you like big numbers and you want me to talk about them more you can always tell your friends to listen to the show and you can rate and review us on apple podcasts Thanks to Dan Geserick for making our spectacular logo. You can follow him on Twitter at Dan Geserich for a really great thread of dogs and Halloween costumes. And, of course, the music from the show comes from Amaranthon's album Simulant Rain, which you can find along with their other music on Bandcamp.com. Links to their pages will be in the show notes, and 10 Very Big Books will be back on November 8th with a very special episode that you will not want to miss, I promise. Until then, thank you so much for listening.